0: Welcome to Enhanced Therapy Podcast. My name is Derek Davda. I'm at the Denver International Airport right now, uh, at the end of the largest gathering of people who work on bringing psychedelic therapies to those in need. Psychedelic therapies such as MDMA-assisted therapy and psilocybin-assisted therapy. Well, this has been quite, quite the experience. Very meaningful experience personally for me. And our team has attended the conference and gathered some very, very interesting material for you to listen to. Um, I uh, personally have been extremely honored to be among uh, this huge crowd of people. There are 12,000 people at the conference. This is the first a conference of this kind it's a a historical conference Uh, there has been so many moments at the conference that have been uplifting I I have spent I have spent most of the conference in tears, on and off Um, both both, you know, processing personal personal sort of stuff and just because it was so uplifting to see this movement this movement who is really uh, at the edges of it is expanding and and is is going to bring very positive very positive change to the world and to see the leaders of this movement such as roland griffiths or rick hart Uh, to be such wonderful people who work so hard who essentially have given their whole lives to this pursuit of well-being there has been so many connections that have been made the positivity of the vibe of the whole conference has been so extremely positive the conference consisted of The conference consisted of uh, predominantly of scientific presentations. Huge crowds, uh, rooms filled past beyond the brim. You couldn't get into some of those presentations. They were putting screens outside the rooms. Um, And also there were some events that were more uh, retreat-like events. No drugs, of course. Um, but there were all kinds of other events, and there was a, something called Deep Space, where actually where we uh, recorded all the interviews. So you will hear, you will hear the sound. The sound, um, the sound for this podcast is not your studio sound. It's actually there. I recorded it on purpose to bring you there, to that room, to that Deep Space room where all the exhibits and all the workshops were happening. Um, So yes, uh, today what we have for you is um, uh, there will be a few of these few parts that this podcast will will have and we will bring to you first-hand accounts of people who used MDMA in a therapeutic context or in a recreational context. Essentially, uh, what uh, I have decided to do is not to edit these interviews at all, and, uh, and, not, and to give you all the interviews, just as we recorded them, I just want to be honest. The same as the sound, the sound is honest, and, and, and those interviews will just present a kind of an honest cross-section of people who have used MDMA in all kinds of settings. It will give you a, a good sense of all sorts of uh, experiences that people have, the differences as well as the common commonalities that uh, uh, in those experiences. There's a a few things that are very important that I should mention right now Uh, one is that these therapies MDMA and psilocybin are illegal at this point and these therapies are not available uh, outside of research context so in no way we are recommending that you use these drugs uh, these drugs have side effects and have risks, and sometimes uh, a fairly serious risk. So uh, let's allow the research to to take its course, and for the approvals to come up, which might be um, next year, as early as 2024, or perhaps 2025 if it gets delayed. But that's the hope, um, and then we will be able to to deliver those therapies to your. Our team at Enhanced Therapy Institute is, is, uh, is ready, ready and trained to deliver those therapies. Uh, and we, are, we continue training uh, to deliver those therapies in the safest possible way and the most effective possible way to you. But right now, we are not recommending that you use these drugs. And, uh, and um, that's pretty much all about the caution the cautionary note that I wanted to to give you here Um, this podcast is uh, mostly for people who have never had experiences with MDMA psilocybin and and I hope that it will give you some information it's a a little bit of a public education uh, angle here alright uh, let's go to the interviews now. Enjoy. My name is Derek Davta and I'm, uh, I'm a psychologist and I'm a host of Enhanced Therapy Podcast, where we uh, talk about MDMA therapy. We are at, at, uh, at the Psychedelic Science 2023 conference, the biggest psychedelic therapy conference yet. Uh, and I'm here to gather first-hand experiences of people who have done MDMA uh, and of people who have done MDMA therapy to just give like a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of a sense to as to how MDMA and MDMA therapy works for those who have never never done it. So uh, I wonder whether you could... Uh, whether you could give me your, your first name, your age, and, um,
1: and then tell me about what role has MDMA played in your life. Hi, my name is Ben. Um, I'm 38 years old. Um, I was asked the question, what does MDMA mean to me, what are my experiences with it, and what I want to offer here is that MDMA has been one of the most transformative medicines that I've had the honor and interaction and privilege to interact with and for many years I struggled with MDMA abuse and borderline addiction and so I hold both sides of it.
0: Okay, okay. Can I ask you how old you are now?
1: I'm 38 years old now. When
0: did you do your MDMA first?
1: First time I was 19.
0: 19, okay. do, Do you... Would you like to share a little bit of that side of the story of your, sure. obvious, of your
2: journey with
1: that? Yeah, um, just briefly, um, you know, I had my first psychedelic experience right around that same time, and that was something I was not ready for, didn't have the correct setting, like a true entheogenic psilocybin experience, but was so intrigued by the altered state of consciousness that I explored MDMA, which seemed much more uh, navigable for me at the time, given my Process, um, but I then moved into, I would say, a solid six to seven years of misuse of MDMA.
0: And, and misuse, what, what did that mean?
1: Uh, using it recreationally so, weekly uh, for it, yeah, for yeah. probably two years in um, club then, uh, settings, in um, with unknown with people with
0: alcohol, no alcohol, with alcohol, with almost alcohol, almost every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that hurt.
1: Yeah, That's that. a good
0: question, it's okay, so could you, could you say a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, um, you know, just MDMA is such a heart opener and such an opportunity to allow what you want to come out and that can be so appealing that if you don't have the practices to integrate and the community to support you, you can, I, kept going back to it, kept trying to find that magic, kept trying to find what felt like my best self. And a space where I feel like I could connect open heartedly with people, um, which I had so much trouble doing outside of being in the MDMA space. And so, and I was just so young and ignorant, and you know, we're talking tw- almost 20 years ago, that the information wasn't out there of how to do it safely, how what frequency is healthy, even the science around you know, how it impacts your serotonin system. And so I had to learn that on my own through misuse. Uh, uh, yeah, and
0: I, I just imagine that there's a uh... There's a very long, big and painful story there. But I was gonna ask you more specifically then, because MDMA is generally considered non addictive, is this um, were there other drugs involved there that were more addictive that
1: also brought MD- or, or MDMA with alcohol? What was the it was the only drug I did at the time was MDMA. Okay. And would drink alcohol with it. Yes. Um, Exactly.
3: The desire to just go back and find it again. That's right. That's such a really important
0: point. Very important point, you know. I really appreciate you sharing. So you must have felt extremely depleted.
1: Extremely depleted. Extremely depleted. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't know by the end of it, like, I didn't know who I was, would be a way to say it, Mm -hmm. because I was just so, my brain chemistry was just so out of whack. Okay.
4: How did did you
1: find your way back, if you don't mind my asking? Sure. um, I think there was a some natural maturity that occurred as I reached my later 20s, um, starting to just, there were other, plenty of other things that weren't in alignment in my life at the time. And so it was a bigger process of maturation and growth, of finding, you know, relationships that served me, finding physical modalities, yoga, eating healthy, just the kind of, Taking what, care of
5: yourself. Taking care of myself smoking. and yeah.
1: so healing from that MDMA was part and parcel and it's a little bit of a chicken in the egg. It's like those practices helped me heal from that MDMA misuse yeah. um, and, you know, getting away from the MDMA misuse is what yeah. led me to those healthier practices.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How is
1: the conference? Uh, it's been wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, it's been really special. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you, you'd like to add, Ben? Or?
1: Uh, no, I feel complete and I appreciate yeah. you guys uh, Well, thank you so much for sharing
0: doing. this uh, very difficult, difficult story, you yeah. know, beautiful and difficult at the same time, yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah.
5: So, my name is Leif Hansen. Uh, I work in the transformation space. I do a mixture of keynote speaking and personal development retreats. And in this context, um, I'm here for two things. One, I'm helping a friend who's doing a product launch. Uh, of of Kana and Kava gummies, but I also do some personal work with people who are transitioning from, they've had a big experience with psychedelics, and their values have shifted, their worlds have shifted, and so ACT as sort of a bridge coach to help them to reorient to what their most authentic, vibrant life is. Excellent. That's sort of my work. And in terms of my MDMA first story, is that what you wanted what, to hear? Yes, for okay, sure. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I was really lucky in that I got to do it in a therapist therapeutic setting with someone who was kind of doing it under the table. Um, How old were you then? This was only three years ago. And now you're. And I'm fifty-two. Fifty-two. So okay. forty-nine. Forty-nine. And so in my seventh seven, um, and. The way that I like to tell my friends about my first MMA experience is, is I say, it, I feel like I was fucked by well-being. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like I would just like, it was just like done to me. I just felt really, really good. And um,
0: one of the... Tell us more, tell us more. Yeah, so Take a couple... us
5: So three interesting things that happened. One was that I just, I tend to get very amorous. I tend to get very... Cu- I'm already a pretty amorous person, but I tend to get very cuddly and my ethical slut comes out and I'm like, I'm like, opportunities. So, so I said to my ther- you know, therapist, I'm like, can we just cuddle right now? And I just, she just gave me some really sweet mothering connection energy. Um, but the funny thing that happened is that a black, uh, southern woman came through me. So these two feminine... Characters came through me while I was on the medicine. And so the black Southern lady was kind of like, oh, honey, it's all good. You're good. You know, it's, it's all going to be all right. You don't need to worry. And it was just like this really compassionate, caring, kind voice speaking to me.
0: Was it like a visual, was it an auditory, was no, it a felt it sad? was
5: um, auditory energetic. So you're familiar probably with parts work. Yes. So it almost felt like parts work but meta mm-hmm. because you know, I'm it's I'm a, a part
0: of you kind of yeah, idea. Yes. I'm a
5: white cis male, so to yes. have a black southern woman coming through yes. me, you know, was very interesting. Yes, yes. You know, connecting to the greater whole. And then uh, it ended in a really powerful way where um, it was almost like the goddess or a goddess was singing through me to myself in this like really high falsetto voice. And it was like a, a song of love. You could and hear it, you could. I, I sang to you myself. You sang to yourself, yeah, it just and like, that was. Oh, it's all gonna be okay. Yeah. It was just like. Okay. You know, it's just like this beautiful, oh, I'm not even, I'm, I like, it was like an opera came through me in that moment. wow. Yeah, yeah, it was intense.
0: Nice, nice. Any, uh, that's, that's great. Any downsides? I haven't had downsides,
5: so I'm really liking that medicine. I haven't had, a lot of people talk about the drop, uh, maybe a little kind of low energy, uh, but by my experience, so I've had two therapeutic sessions and then a few sessions in sort of smaller, intimate temple type spaces. Um, I tend to, like I said, I get pretty bold, amorous. Uh, yeah. I kind of get, I get a little sexually confident. <laughs> um, and um, I love that medicine. Yeah. What does
0: yeah. MDMA do to your sexual drive?
5: Um, well, I, like I said, I tend to be more confident. I, te- I tend to, I just feel. I just love everybody and I just want to like get in a big cuddle puddles. Um, I could tell you, do you want to hear a little risque story? Sure. <laughs> okay. So I was with my partner and we're in an open relationship and we had a friend who we'd been, we were at like a little sort of like a, it was a little sort of outdoor festival and she was serving tea like at a tea station. But she had someone else helping and the three of us had kind of been flirty before and I just like walked right up to her and I was like Rosalia um, do you want to come hang out with uh, Free and I over you know over on this feet because it was this outdoor thing and she was like yeah so we had a a nice evening together
2: (laughs) and as I
0: listen to you yeah I'm thinking I'm from Manitoba Uh and I'm thinking about there's a lot of people in Manitoba that have not experienced any hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic drugs or MDMA. And I'm listening to you and your story is out there. It's it's very open story of love and, yeah. and your, the way you talk about sexual attraction. If you If you were to talk directly to a person that has never had an experience like this, and that is... Kind of a, maybe a bit frightened of yeah. the experience, maybe frightened of things shifting in their lives after the experience. Not wanting to. to what would you say? Is there would are there these risks that things yes. will shift structurally, systemically, maybe not only internally but also externally?
5: I think any kind of stronger you know, as we call it, medicine or ally that you bring into your life, it is wise to, to be discerning with it. You know, obviously the, the classic set and setting. And, you know, to be with someone that you feel you can be taken advantage of. So, you know, be with people you I think safe. to the degree that you feel safe, that you feel trust in the people that you're with, you're going to have a really positive experience. Right. So whether that's a professional person or friends that you really feel safe being honest and trusting with and, and leading you, um, or if you have a lot of self-trust and you're really, you know, you could, if you know how to hold yourself really well in unfamiliar territories, that's good. Um, I could see this particular medicine becoming dangerous also because you do feel so good. I can see why rave culture people de- tend to, like, do it and then they do have serotonin depletion. Right. So I think that is a real risk. That's I, one risk. Yeah. Another
0: risk is I feel that... Uh, that you will connect with whoever you are on this on yep. this drug. And some people you just don't want to connect with. Maybe you don't want to have relationships. So if you connect during this, this trip, maybe it will be more difficult to disentangle yourself. From it's these possible from, from the old matrix
5: that you were in and the old story. Yeah, so I mean like with any medicine you're going to... Uh, we're all a part of a value cluster system some sort of ideology right whether it's a religion or philosophy or science-based or like whatever culture we're in we're 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 we tend to be in some sort of value cluster group and when you take a medicine it opens your heart and your mind up to other values and experiences that can then disrupt that matrix and um and you have to be ready you know because we all say we want change and right. then when it comes we're like are you ready for it right. and so i think that's why like some of the work that yeah. i do coaching people right. or right. some of these schools and
0: therapists help people to make that transition right then speaking about change you know uh rick Dublin is like 10 meters from us here uh, and we're at this conference uh, uh psychedelic science 2023 this is like a historic conference in some way i feel that it seems like a portal to the, to a possible good future yes. a possible good future yeah. the leaders that are here i feel are exactly the leaders that we need yes with big hearts with a sense of service with a, a very little ego i've been crying for like the last 4 days non stop uh, about this what's your sense of this conference about the future I haven't
5: gotten to participate as much in the workshops, but I've gotten a taste. I've been working a booth, which actually does connect to this conversation because for people who don't want to go straight to MDMA, there's a really beautiful natural supplement called Kana Mm -hmm. that has a similar uh, mechanism from South Africa. And um, so if you go to radiantfarms.us, we we sell some Kana gummies and many other people do. But um, I have um, seen enough and felt enough of what's happening here to be very optimistic. I think what's happening in the world right now is that we're about to go through one of the biggest accelerated changes we've ever seen as a, In as a so many species. ways. In so many yeah, ways. Yeah, in artificial technology, intelligence. Artificial is, intelligence. So I think we need something that's shifting our consciousness right. to keep pace with the technology and I think psychedelics Wonderful. are going to help that.
0: Yeah, great. Well, anything else you'd like to add? No, I appreciate okay. your time, Derek. Yeah, well, I appreciate yeah. your time
2: and uh, your willingness to share your, your sure story. Thing. Thank
5: yeah.
2: you. Right on. Hi, I'm Craig. I'm 45, and I'm a psychologist as a well. Psychologist. Yeah. You're a psychologist. Yeah, I'm a psychologist as I well. Craig,
0: Craig. So tell me, what's, uh, what role has MDMA played in your life?
2: Well, I think MDMA, it was not, it was like the first, in not quite a psychedelic, but it was the first. Psychedelic kind of category that I tried, and it felt it How old really. Were you? How old were you? I was probably 36. Okay, so okay. Yeah, so that was nine was, years oh, 11 yeah. years ago, something, yeah, something, something years like ago. that. Yeah, okay. And um, I was at this, um, you know, Burning Man Halloween party, and it's like maybe I'll try MDMA. I found somebody I felt comfortable with, and and it it, it really opened me up in this whole new way that I felt instead of, you know, the usual like patterns of like, oh, I'm shy and how do I meet new people? It like erased all of the social anxiety. And I felt like almost like the best version of myself. I felt very expansive. Uh, I could talk to whoever I wanted to talk to. Um, and when I wanted to dance, I just felt like confident, directive, and the best version of myself, you know? And it just kind of opened that door, not just in like, oh, MDMA can give me this, but more, this is what's possible for me. Yeah, what's possible. Without MDMA. Like, I can see myself going there. And, and like, I know that just in this, these, these stories I tell myself, that I'm shy and that I don't know how to make new friends mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe I'll make a new connection, but I don't know how to do it. Like, those are false, you know? So, There's other stories that are also true that I have the capacity to talk to anyone I want. And I, you know, like, I'm an interesting person. And I can, you know, so all these, like other stories became possible and and like to feel that sense of like this is possible within me that I can go to without MDMA what a gift what a
0: gift and how much of that gift stayed after
5: it stayed
2: you know and it was helpful to kind of have reminders and like you know tap back into MDMA or other psychedelics in the future but it, it, it kind of stuck with me where it's like for me it felt you know, as I got older, you know, like, you know, I felt maybe more of that way when I was younger. And then it kind of started losing it and getting in these rigid routines. Mm. And, then, and then it kind of was like, wait, no, like I can break out of these patterns. So it's stuck with me. And yeah, like sometimes it gets stuck in it again. But it's much easier after that, even that first MDMA experience yeah. to to kind of go back and like shake those off again. And be like, oh, wait, no, this is what's possible. Oh, wonderful. You know, wonderful. Any downsides? Any downsides? Um... I think the one of the downsides, you know, besides the obvious, like, that it, it's, you know, it's just challenging, you're kind of drained for a few days afterwards. But in a bigger sense, the downsides is, like, you know, as you have this memory linked to the substance, it was easy to kind of, like, oh, like, I need this to go back to it, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And there's times where I go to other events, it's like, well, I, I need to do MDMA to get to this place, right? Need it. But then, like, you know, so I think the downside was feeling attached to it you in that experience a little bit, but okay. in the beginning it was like wait no I, the vision was that I can go there without it you know and it is fun to experience but I think the downside was like kind of feeling that pull where like I need this to go there but then you know it's kind of like it took more of the journey in, in realizing that I don't so that's kind of an ongoing you know discussion in myself I would mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. okay great, uh, great how how uh, how are you feeling about the conference? It's great, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm learning a lot. I'm, I'm moving towards, you know, doing therapy with, you know, different medicines and um, and so this is really exciting to be around, you know, like-minded people. Mm-hmm. I can come out of my Wonderful. shell, like, like kind of feel a like commonality with. And, yeah. And speaking uh,
0: about coming out of your shell, um, since you're a psychologist, I'll ask you a question about sure. how transparent do you feel you can be with telling your true story about Mm -hmm. uh, the role of MDMA or MDMA therapy in your life among your professional peers Uh and in general?
2: Yeah, I felt like when I first was diving in the first few years I felt very in the closet with my psychedelic use and I think part of it has to do with my own journey and becoming more acquainted finding other, you know, psychologists, other, you know, people that are professionals in this world and um, But also, like, the the places I've worked and where I go is more and more friendly, and also seeing the transition in society Mm -hmm. as being more welcoming. And so, like, I just finished a training in psychedelic-assisted therapy, and so, like, I put that diploma on the wall, you know? So now... I'm having those discussions more with even my clients. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yes, I finished this. I believe in this as medicine. And so it feels like so I'm more able to come out with it. Where I live yeah, is also uh, one of I'm a kind old. of a psychedelic hub. Oh, okay. So, so, so it's, it's easier that it's way. It's easy. I feel like much more right. comfortable than I used to feel in other professional settings where, you know, I think things have changed. I moved to a place that was more friendly. So I feel more comfortable talking to other professionals of like, yeah, I believe in this. So I feel like I'm more... Comfortable with it, where I remember one of the first festivals I went to, there was a talk, and it was a whole thing of like, it's time for us to come out of the psychedelic yeah. closet. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm not there yet. And it feels right. like this is like eight years later. Right. And I'm like, I'm there. I'm ready to come out and talk about it. And there's more science, like I'm ready to talk about that. I'm ready to do it. Yes. I don't know. Wonderful. Yeah. You're a psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. If you uh, imagine being a
0: psychotherapist to humanity. Mm-hmm. Imagine geopolitical situation now, Yeah. all the players, <laughs> just take a moment, yeah. what, what, what kind of therapy
2: would you do, what, what would, what, how would you heal this whole system? Any ideas? Oh yeah, I love it. I just saw a news story where there was kind of like a white supremacist neo-Nazi person that took MDMA and then all of a sudden just like, oh, all these beliefs are wrong, like all of a sudden tapped into empathy for other people. And, like, they no longer were white supremacist. It was just, like, gone. And so I can see in, like, you know, like, LSD, MDMA, like, just, like, that tuning in to love, empathy, uh, we are one, you know, all those kind of, like, deeper yeah. spiritual ideas that naturally come with psychedelics and MDMA um, shifts, like, geopolitical movements. I remember somebody gave me a pin once that said, Dose Trump, you know, <laughs> it was, like... What if like some of the leaders, you know, were able to take some of these substances and like Actually, how would that change our political with love and could just be able to connect. Right. To be able to And connect. have empathy for the other, people different, for people that are suffering, you know. Right. I think that's what politics that's is what supposed is. to be about is helping those people and having a society where we're all taken care of, you yeah, know. Yeah, and this feels like uh,
0: sort of like a ball of energy, this conference feels mm-hmm. like that could potentially I mentioned the concept of a kind of a potential portal, a portal to a potential potential Mm -hmm. good world with these leaders here being so amazing, Mm -hmm. such amazing uh, role models
2: Mm -hmm. uh, as to how to be a leader. Right, to see governors here, to see, you know, like it's been really cool. Like this is a portal, that's what I found when I went to Burning Man. These are the dreamers. Of a better world and we want to practice it we want to connect around it and seems not only the dreamers but actually the doers yeah yeah actually the doers
0: exactly we need both so greatly appreciate you sharing this anything else you would like to to add that's it okay Greg. (laughs) much much appreciated of course thank you and you're i'm Derek. derek
4: natalie sanchez um i'm 32 years old
0: hey okay thank you natalie so Tell me, what role has MDMA played in your life? What would you say about that?
4: Well, um, I remember using it about three times in my life so far. Okay. The first time was very significant because I I was able to write a letter to myself. Okay. And where I was self-compassionate. Like, doing reflection about some of my issues that time. And I remember I wanted to connect with everybody. I wanted to send audios to my family, to my friends, say thank you for being there. Just a huge wave of love. And it also allowed me to discover that I don't need to eat every four hours. Because I was told that... Your acids in the stomach will harm you. Okay. Um, you know that's common for gastritis, and yeah, many many people, doctors, <laughs> will tell you that uh, you gotta take care and eat every four hours. But when I did it, it was 24 hours after, and I wasn't hungry. So I realized everything is in my mind and I, I'm able to control my impulses. Okay. I, I won't get hungry. I won't get upset because I don't have food right now. Like, and, and that's been helpful because sometimes you cannot get food. Sometimes you need to uh, just wait a little uh, and avoid anxiety. So I think that was a huge discovery.
0: So this letter to yourself changed, changed something in your life?
4: The letter um, was it was something that I did in the past, like when I was about seventeen. And but I, I it gave me the capacity of doing it again.
0: How old were you when you did uh,
4: uh, the I was maybe twenty nine.
0: Was it in a therapy context or no, no? it
4: was like with a, friend with a friend of mine that found the provider, okay. and it was just the four four people in a in an apartment, very oh. chill.
0: And did it create lasting effects? Did you feel the first trip changed
4: things for you? Huh. Um, I'm not sure. Like I, I I don't remember having anything like. Like a flashback or something like that. Uh, and then I, I also do mushrooms. Oh my God. Oh. What is this? Everybody's getting that. Okay. Emergency alert. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's just a weather service. Thunderstorms. Okay, <laughs> there's thunderstorms. There is uh, some sort of... a. Uh, sense of uh, reunion happening here including thunderstorms at this conference
3: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, literally the forums are ringing the sky is freaking out uh, so any so you're not sure whether it created lasting effects what about the downsides what were you uh, how did you feel after the trip did you feel any
4: um, I that time I didn't like any of those Um, I really feel like the depression kind side like I heard that sometimes you can get to like a yeah like feeling low Um, but I I didn't feel that after thing when when I did the um, the second time um, I forgot to eat gum so I I bought my I I died i had like a a bad injury it wasn't, oh, from wasn't, the jaw clenching yes oh, okay. it wasn't that bad okay but uh, i took a picture and i was like okay i'm learning uh, i won't do this again uh but i i will definitely recommend to have gum okay. with you that that will because when you are prepared and, and you have a good trip you're with the right people, yeah. I think uh, that, will, that will save you from the effects afterwards. That's, that's my personal opinion, because we were having a workshop the other day about be the drug. Yeah. Like it's so important the people that you take the, the medicine with, is as important as the quality of the product that you are consuming. It's important to be with the right of people. Course. Yeah, so of do, do that's why
0: there is so much emphasis in this conference on the therapy part of MDMA and not yeah. not just on the drugs. It's the idea is that the uh, drugs enhance therapy rather than rather than uh, the drugs are therapy in themselves. So exactly. anything anything else you would like to add? Add that um, for people who have never done it before
4: well i will say uh, be careful with the dosage yes um, the last time that I did it I took uh, two milligrams like first one and I was I was doing great and, but then I took more and it wasn't that good because okay. I couldn't really coordinate mm-hmm. my words that was strange, okay. but uh, as I told you, I like to experiment with my body. So now I know one milligram is just the right amount. So it's good to, yeah, to be with people that you trust, that that the source is appropriate. Is is a delicate su- substance? Yes, it's a very it's, powerful substance. It's not. I'll say is it's not like the mushrooms or weed or even LSD. Um,
6: it can it's, actually it's, hurt you.
4: But yeah, this one can hurt you, yeah, yeah. so you got to be careful.
0: Okay. Thanks so much for your time.
4: You're so welcome.
6: I'm much appreciated.
4: Thank you for asking me.
6: I uh, co-run a uh, psychedelic um, organization, the Los Angeles Medicinal Psychedelics Society. Hmm.
0: That's great. So, Paul, could you tell us what role has MDMA or MDMA therapy played in your life?
6: It's been a more of a social aspect that when we have a gathering, uh, MDMA will be served and it will help raise a level of, of uh, heart-opening uh, exchanges hmm. between, between uh, participants or, or So it's not using,
3: using it medically, in therapeutically per se? Not. No, it's, we have not. It's in a social setting, like a kind With of a group. With your friends. Open s-
6: yes exactly and then oh. we, we start to say what are we working on and we share each other you know trying to console each other or uh, encourage each other but it, it helps bring out what has been oh, okay. happening uh, interior interiorly yeah. that that um, we, we then help try to support each other and make sure that each other knows that they're loved and, and supported, and, but it helps us it helps facilitate uh, sure. expression of, wow. of what's going on, the work that we're doing. Wow. So it's
0: a peer support kind of? It's a, yes, it's a peer support Wonderful, thing. That's how wonderful. I
6: see MDMA. I certainly understand okay. that it's being used therapeutically and in a number of other ways. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, but wonderful. This is,
3: this is great though, because it's another yes. modality in which it can be actually used therapeutically without the limitations of a sort of clinical yeah. one-on-one
6: yes that, that model yes that's that's how i see it and some of my friends see it as well what yes. precautions do you take to to make sure it's all safe um the people i deal with uh are very familiar with where they get i've never sourced the medicine but the but they are they only deal with people that they know have safely sourced it that, that they know exactly where they got it from they know the people either that made it or the Know that who made it, so it's there's a lot of attention to that. That they're not just going to say, "Well, where can we get it? Let's just get it anywhere." Right, right. Yeah. A lot of that's attention gonna, to just safety and purity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly.
0: And could I ask you just? I'm curious, how, how often, more or less, do you do those uh, experiences with your peers?
6: Um, maybe once a month. Maybe once every two or three months. Okay. Something okay. like that. It's not. It's not that often. But.
0: And yeah. and and do you, do you? Are there any downsides after
6: afterwards? I haven't experienced it, but I certainly have heard. Maybe i maybe a little bit like the serotonin depletion. It's yeah. Just a little bit of a depression or yes. a crash uh, afterwards. I've had that a bit. Um, that, that's about the only. That's okay. about the only downside. Right. And it's In- just
3: temporary, short-lived.
6: Yeah, a day, yeah. maybe a day and a half. Right. I think. Pretty much maps in their studies they
0: use a booster mm-hmm. uh, after two hours mm-hmm. do, you, do you do that or no
6: um, we have we've also um, collaborated or, or uh, used other medicines as well Okay. Okay. Um, you know, 2cB yeah uh, yeah 3mm yeah okay FXE okay um, those those type of things which are a nice adjunct to uh, the MDMA mm-hmm. to begin with so, but it, it creates a tremendously wonderful social situation. We are all very, very grateful to, to be with each other. Could right. you tell
0: us a few words about the experience of being there? Actually, How, what kind of words would you use?
6: Just um, suggestive words, like descriptive. descriptive yes. Of your experience of being joyful, um, uh, integrate in a sense that we're, we're integrating each other's. Uh, uh, circumstances such that we, we start even more more finding more common ground with mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. That's I mean, all right. I, I'm oh. very very tired. We, I've been up oh, so <laughs> late two nights in a row, and then I had to shoot shoot something at seven a.m. So I am. Oh, am yeah, yeah. exhausted. We're well, oh. a, a, a bit groggy today too. Yeah, no worries. Did we you had go to a concert walk, last night. Did you go to the, fly, the we the, went we, to the pratty party? Yeah, Did, we went. That? That was it was
3: the one at the Mercury Cafe. It was oh, wonderful
6: okay. dancing. Wonderful dance party. We, oh, okay. We, we went had to tickets for the was flaming, it a concert, concert? Lips Was it like, like it. a sit down concert? Well, you know what we got we got there early enough that we were on the, the benches just Ooh, up above, or good. the concrete concrete uh, seats that were up above, and it was a lifesaver. Oh, and then we ever go down to the dance floor, or you know, the common area, or go up. And it was uh, such an experience. Oh, it oh was! Oh, we so had we, such we, a good time. We had tickets, so we missed it. Oh my gosh! Uh, not to make you feel like you no, missed out on no, anything. There's so finding. much to miss out here. Yes, right? you can't yes. see everything can't by, by it far. Yeah. But it was what do you think about like,
0: the conference generally?
6: I'm. I, I. was. The first one was six years ago, and I thought that was tremendous. And this has been just as tremendous. It's yeah. just Or even even more so, perhaps. The the attitude, just the vibration, is so good. Yeah, it's, it's so, just true. so I don't. I don't get a sense of oh, there's a lot of. I'm not that comfortable. No, I'm very comfortable here, and I think the yes, attitude yeah. is wonderful. Same Same very here. similar experience. Hopeful, Good about, the Hopeful the about the future. Hopeful about the future. Yes, yes, yes. We all try our, our different things. Right. I've got a number of projects that are all great, you know geared towards that. You know, okay. how can we help? Raise the. Yeah. How
3: wonderful and, so. and courageous! You know, to be like a pioneer, no, <laughs> yes. in like doing Thank something you. new. That sounds like it's working really, really, really well for everybody involved. Yes,
6: excuse me. Yeah, I'm I'm only into this nine years. I just I discovered it at 55, which you know surprised my family big time. What What are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> and it's just been, it's like, boy, it's such an answer. It is such a, it's such a, a, a solution or, or a tool that we can use to just help people yeah. work on themselves. And that's going to be the key to then, to what we say so so-called world peace. If we can help each, if, we, if we're good with ourselves, we're going to be nicer to each other. Absolutely. And, if, and if that's a focus to be nicer to each other, the world situation the will, get be better. Better. It will get better absolutely and i and i believe that yes. we don't kill the planet first which yes. is another cliche but it's yes. for sure it's for sure it's We're true that there's a, there's an there. urgency for so this so how much fear do you balance and, and you know they say you know, rule out fear well some fear will help you maybe act a little more responsible because you realize if you continue in certain ways the world's going to be around. in a, such a terrible shape yeah. such a terrible shape you know there'll be yeah. some living creatures like roaches or something but <laughs> we well, probably yes. won't be here so yes. you know so. Well, wow. we're very grateful for yeah. you. To oh, absolutely. Share all, all, Best all, all, of luck. Yeah. Very inspiring, too. <laughs> Amazing. Best of luck. So, I think you're doing wonderful work. So,
3: I'm 46, I believe. And what else?
0: Oh, that's, that's good. So, Momo, um, what, uh, what role has MDMA or MDMA therapy yeah. Yeah. played in your life?
2: Okay.
3: so the first time I ever well the first time I intentionally did MDMA was with my husband and we wanted to do a fun weekend exploring and I had decades of blocks and you know we wanted to have children and he how, wanted how old it, were you Oh uh, this was a couple like maybe three four years ago okay so maybe like four or five years ago somewhere in there, yeah okay. and um And we wanted to just, you know, explore and play and be sensual. And I didn't feel a thing because I have such vigilance. He felt it in 15 minutes, so I took his booster and I took my booster. (laughs) And then finally, also, and I, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm saying, so much self hatred. You're the exception, and I had to tell myself. If war veterans can experience this, you can too. So I let go a little bit, and later on the couch, all of a sudden, like a downpour of rain, it hits me like a boom.
0: You had quite a bit of MDMA, and you. Right I MDMA. did.
3: <laughs> I needed it to break through, and uh, and then I proceeded to have the start of the biggest epiphany where I sensed how much walls I've had built around me from early childhood trauma. Thick, I could almost see them, but I sensed them somatically. And in this session, I cried for so many hours. I woke with crystals, salt crystals on my eyelashes.
0: Did you have somebody to support you?
3: Myself. Yourself, yeah. Yeah, my husband was there, but he was... I think sleeping through some of that he already came down and, and it was just uh, it cracked me open to see how closed I was and it began the journey of healing in an authentic way then I saw some therapy bilateral EMDR internal family systems, IFS those are my two favorite modalities some psilocybin Right. different integrations and I i know anyone you speak to in my life would say they've never seen someone change so much.
0: And you have changed a lot. I've changed
3: so much. Uh,
0: have you done subsequent MDMA trips?
3: I am readying myself to do another.
0: So you just did one?
3: I did... Okay, then I did two more after that, more after but after a that. stacked session with multiple medicines, and that was the first medicine. Okay.
0: okay. So, a like pretty intense healing yeah. journey.
2: Yeah. And
0: you quite changed. Words. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Well, uh-huh. that's, that's a very common story. We all share those mm-hmm. stories. It feels yeah. like very healing medicine, opening, yeah. allowing you to connect with yourself. Yeah allowing you to, to, to strip maybe some of these walls, uh-huh. some of these defenses some of mm-hmm. the self-hatred mm-hmm. and those parts of you that are mm-hmm. attacking you
3: mm-hmm. yeah That's I've great. also sat for others with complex trauma to help them work through and um, I know the, some models are real passive Letting them, but I actually prefer passive with interactive, like uh, IFS based, where you work with parts, especially
0: with MDMA. Yeah, I
3: think it's really important. I think there's some value in re articulating a trauma without the heightened uh, trauma body, so you can safely experience it. I think the next level is to invite the person to close their eyes and resent something deeper, stronger, loving and you were to able actually to be rewire more
0: or yeah. to actually rewire to
3: actually do the repair not just safely uh, speak the trauma but to actually then go in and repair it
0: and i feel you know uh, and i do quite a bit of body oriented focusing kind of work and and i feel that you that's one of the ways of rewiring your brain mm-hmm. is to actually feel all the feelings that you feel mm-hmm. and just giving those feelings freedom yes to move around to do whatever those parts those feelings those they are difficult to describe these things you can symbolize them in all many many different ways but but in the end it's all down in the body and it yes. and all those flows can reorganize themselves if they have the freedom to do so
3: and it's important I feel in that moment that you are actively reorganizing to be witnessed safely Mm -hmm. someone's witnessing safely it's equivalent of a baby in the nervous system having a safe parent with attachment Theory. Unconditionally yes, accepted to, and loved belonging, to rebuild belonging trust and belonging and trust on the person's terms, right. not the practitioners right. that are guides terms. Right. And they're interpreting what's right. needed, waiting to be invited. Yeah. Now I'm ready for a touch but only my hand. Right. Now I'm ready to sing. Now I'm ready for you to leave the room and let me settle myself. Yes. Like really creating that nuance.
0: That's great yeah. holding, great holding environment. Yes, yeah. yes.
3: That yes. is huge, huge, Al- huge alchemy.
0: That's great. How do you feel about this conference?
3: Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful to be among the tribe because yes. to you know every dinner party, every th- I talk about this nonstop, and you know have been getting lots of um, flow state messages and
0: yeah. And, you know, when you say tribe, I'm also aware of the people who have not ever experienced yeah. any, any psychedelics or MDMA. And who, when you, when you say tribe, to some of these people, it might translate immediately into cult. Yes. So, there's uh-huh. a lot of people That's have had very oppressive family yeah. systems or belong to yeah. different cult-like structures. Mm. But here, let's be clear... The, the leaders here are the most wonderful people, mm-hmm. if we, Rick Doblin mm-hmm. or Roland Griffiths mm-hmm. or other people are beautiful, selfless human beings who really truly want to heal, not only themselves but everybody else in the world mm-hmm. in general and there is I think a certain urgency about healing the world right now Mm -hmm. with the pace of progress and Mm -hmm. all the risks that we're facing Mm -hmm. do you do you feel that mdma mdma therapies psychedelics can play a role Mm -hmm. in that
3: i think it's vital i think uh there's a dream of having every world leader every one percenter do medicine in a forest and reconnect to their base connection in nature because you protect that which you love or you protect that which gives you awe so if we help rebuild that connection it's reverberating here and maps healing for all is groundswell up just as important mm-hmm. but hoping it reaches all yes and yes quickly. And that's, that's a
0: voice that everybody And safely, in, and safely. Yeah. right not too quickly maybe there maybe there's a you know, quickly here but not so quickly there, there's a lot of work and careful work to be done because also if we go too quickly and and some accidents happen, the whole movement can be stifled a little bit
3: Yes, yeah yeah.
0: Well, anything else you'd like to, to add?
3: take the trip.
0: <laughs> How was it to just talk to Rick Doblin, oh, be face to face, hug him?
3: Yeah, I, I I, weirdly had a vision that that would happen and then to walk out, out of this meditation and just it was there Stumble to upon. happen yeah. and I thought, wow, this Wonderful. is weird, okay. <laughs> it's been happening this whole yeah. Uh, yeah. conference And tweet. I
0: heard Rick Doblin yeah. speak to you, so. Oh. Thanks so much.
3: Yeah, absolutely.